This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Because you don't understand it, it must not exist. Or because you don't have a reason for it, that's my favorite. Like, what's your problem with your life? And I'm like, it's not like that. (laughs) What up, y'all? Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. So today I have a guest named Flora, which is actually really cool because she's all the way from Europe. So this is going to be a really good um, conversation that we're going to have just seeing like just talking about, um, of course, we're going to today we're going to be talking about her experience with BPD, which is borderline personality disorder. And um, we're also going to talk about um, she said she had an eating disorder. So we'll be talking about that. And then, um, yeah, so this is going to be a very valuable conversation. And Flora, thanks for being here, by the way. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I'm so glad we met too. Um, like, you know, we, yeah, we met with a, above this thing on like one of our meeting calls. And yeah, I'm so glad that I was able to meet like minded people and to bring you on my podcast, you know, give more valuable knowledge to my audience. Um, so yeah, so let's, let's get this going. And let's talk about your badass experience. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that word badass. There is like no literal translation for it in Hungarian, which is my native language. Really? Yeah, it's so weird. And I was uh, sometimes I would uh, like I write as well. And when I was like writing in Hungarian way back when now I write mostly in English, but I could not find the translation for badass. And I really wanted to put that <laughs> word in there. And I'm like, what do I say? Because cool is not the same like badass is such a cool word oh my god that's so funny (laughs) see I love this I just love talking to people from all over from all over the world because it's just like I learned this stuff yeah and it's so oh it's so like rewarding to not rewarding I don't think it's even the right word to say that but like very wholesome and like eye-opening to like talk to people from all over the world and it's just like it's crazy because, like, you know when you're, like, a teenager and you're a kid and you're just so used to talking to your hometown and then you think the whole world is, like, your hometown? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Did, did you ever feel like that? And then for, for me, like, personally, I'm, I moved from um, – I'm from New Jersey, but I went to Florida, and I did a Disney college program. So we actually met people from all over the – all over the country as well as all over the the worlds because they had international program so I like met people from like all over the 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 world which is really cool but anyway I'm going a little off track here no it's okay (laughs) which I typically always I always do that on my podcast and I think everyone just knows that and I say the exact same statement every podcast like I'm gonna go off track just because that's when the ADHD kicks in and I just go somewhere else no it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get that yeah yeah Okay, um, so let's talk about um, your experience with BPD. First, um, I would love for you if you could explain like what it is, just because some people may not know what it is. Yeah. And then like how, like how you knew you have it, like when you were diagnosed, just kind of like freestyle it, like, 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 tell us about your experience. Okay, so um, BPD is a personality disorder, which means that it affects your whole life. Basically, it's kind of 
weird because it's a part of you, but it's not the entire you. So uh, I am okay with saying I'm borderline, but some people don't like that term because they don't like associating that much with their illness. But I, I feel like it's okay that it's a part of me and I've embraced it at this point. But of course, it wasn't always like that. So there are nine symptoms of BPD. But I think the most, um, the biggest one is definitely the mood swings, which can happen in like five minutes. They last a couple of hours or sometimes days, but it's different from bipolar because the switches are mm -hmm. so much, um, well, maybe not more frequent, but quicker and they are shorter. So it's very weird. Um, I could go from being on mm -hmm. top of the world and then like spiraling completely and people are like, what the hell happened to you? And I'm like, I had a trigger. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So that, that's the main thing. And then there are like attachment issues and unstable relationships, unstable sense of self. We tend to be very destructive, which is something that we have to get under control. A lot of people with BPD also deal with uh, self-harm or suicidal thoughts and just destructiveness in general, like um, eating disorders or reckless driving. Some people are addicted to substances like alcohol or drugs. So that's pretty common. So it's, it's a, there are a lot of things that make up BPD. Uh, what, what else is it like chronic feelings of emptiness is another one of the symptoms. So like a lot of things <laughs> and it's very, yeah. very interesting personality disorder because it's like so many different things and all rolled into one and you don't even have to have all the symptoms to be diagnosed. Some people have fits of anger, which is something that people commonly associate with BPD. But then there's a quiet borderline who just suppresses it all. And that's me. So people didn't understand, like, yeah. how can you be borderline? You don't have these outbursts. And I'm like, but I still have the feelings. I just don't attack people when I'm in an emotional state. And I mean, like, not attack physically necessarily, but like yeah. verbally and yeah. I feel like that disorder is like really hard to di diagnose because also, especially if being a woman, oh, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Like when people like, cause, cause women always have like mood swings all the time, for example. And then it's just because like, you know, hormones or we're going back to our period and stuff. So I just feel like a lot of it, it's really hard to tell, which is so things about being a, you know, a woman because in this, world and also having like a mental illness kid it's really hard like if you're having like a symptom you're like is it me just being a girl or is it like my mental health yeah definitely for me yeah do you think that like people can be both bipolar and borderline personality disorder because fun fact well, I don't know if it's really a fun <laughs> fact but when I was <laughs> when I was 17 and I had my like episode um like like my my big episode pretty much um when I went to a psychiatrist I can't remember exactly. I know for a fact he diagnosed me with bipolar, but I don't really remember if he said bipolar and borderline personality disorder. I feel like he said both, but like it was so long ago. And around that time I got diagnosed and then like I had, was on medication and treatment. But then like after high school and I went to college, I like slacked on it. And I went to um, therapy in college and they even said like, oh, I just think you have ADHD, anxiety, and depression. I only think you're bipolar or borderline. And then I'm here, um, 25 years old, and I went again. And then they said, oh, yeah, we think you're bipolar. So it's just like it's so all over the place where it's like, am I bipolar? Am I borderline personality disorder? Like, do you feel that bipolar and borderline personality disorder can get, like, mixed Definitely. up? Or, like, 
I, I was almost diagnosed with bipolar uh, at first. The first doctor I went to, she was like, I think you're bipolar, but I'm not going to put the label on you because I'm not sure. And I was like, what the hell do I do with that? Like, do I get the diagnosis or not? Like, I want one at this point. <laughs> at least she's honest with yeah. you. But she was like, I'm going to send you to a different place because I just, I'm not sure. I think you're bipolar, but I'm not sure. And and I went to this, um, men- basically it was like a mental hospital thing, but but like we could go out on the weekend. And in two weeks they were like, oh yeah, you're definitely borderline because I was like having mood swings all over the place. And I was like acting, acting out in the way that I would like, um, I don't know, be very mean and like go into like this sobbing mode I don't know it was it was so weird I was I was all over the place and they were like yeah that's definitely BPD and I was like well my previous doctor just didn't know and wasn't sure for the longest time and it was so weird that they they were so sure so fast but yeah they definitely do get mixed up and I was like before that I was reading into bipolar because I was like she said this is what I most likely have and I'm a researcher so I was like I know everything about bipolar and they were like hey you're borderline I was like oh I never heard of that one so yeah, it's so hard, and honestly, like, I really, like, because I feel like when I was diagnosed recently, I feel like they diagnosed me so fast, like, they gave me, like, that whole, like, questionnaire thing, like, a whole test thing, like, I don't know how, like, diagnosing is, in, like, in Europe, like, how they do, like, how the mental health um, facilities or psychiatry or whatever, I don't know how it works over there, I'm assuming it's universal, but I don't I know. I think it's universal, um, um, they they did have this questionnaire for me as well, it was like 400 questions or 600 maybe, and we were like, so oh, bored, wow. like, things that. like, do you believe in God, or do you believe in this, or yes. do you think this, and I'm like, oh, I just want this over with already, what? and some people like fake the whole do you questionnaire, in God? yeah. What I don't know. That, what? What does that have to do with your mental health? I don't know. It was so weird. That's like, horrible. do you believe men and women are equal? And do you prefer there? It was something about blonde women. I don't know. It was so weird. There were some weird <laughs> questions, but then there were like normal questions. But it was like so long because of these weird questions. Oh, so people like maybe like it. has a reason. Maybe it has like a reason behind. Yeah, it. probably. You know but what I mean? Like a certain like behavior. So thing. long, and and some people just went and clicked no, no, no for a while because they got bored and they w- were pulled in again. Like you totally faked this test. Like do it for real this time, please. So. Oh my god, that's so funny. Like, do you believe in God? It's like. Yeah, I, I don't know how how it it <laughs> connects to mental health, but I do remember there were questions about religion, and I thought it was. Thought it was weird, but I was like, I trust the system. I'll try to trust the system because that's the best you can do, I suppose. You have to put your trust somewhere. So, yeah, I just feel like it, like bringing religion into this is kind of inappropriate, in my personal opinion, because I feel like with mental health, it's behave, it's behavior, it's emotion, it's science. Especially, science, it is science because your chemicals in your brain. So, just like bringing religion into this. Like, I know a lot of people, they do turn to to God when they're in, like, really dark situations. I So, I do yeah. know that. But I just feel like not everybody is religious. You know what I mean? And at least in, like, the U- the U.S., or, like, I think it's actually would probably be illegal. To uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I just graduated from English and American Studies, and I had a bunch of like uh like things to study in American culture and and it, it was when I was studying for that it, it said that in the U.S. it's considered improper to talk about religion because it's considered to be like a very personal 
things. So I think it, it's yeah. a cultural difference also as well. Okay, that makes sense. Because when you told me that, I was like, my you should have saw my face. <laughs> because I guess, yeah, because I mean, I was brought up here. I was born here. I'm an American. So just like with the culture and you telling me that, I was like... <laughs> I'm like that's definitely would be would have been illegal over that's here, so weird. and it's also like yeah, and also like in interviews for fun fact, like it's actually illegal to ask somebody how old they are. I don't know if this is really. Like, I've know. never heard that. No, I don't think it's a problem here. Uh, it, we're we're different, very different in a lot of ways. Very. I think we just get offended here in America <laughs> so easily. <laughs> I really think so. Well, I think it's just because I mean I understand both of them because with the age thing there's like age discrimination so like if someone were to be like like I can be like 18 and just as qualified as like someone who's like 30 something years old so but a lot of people are very judgy here so like if I were to say if someone were to be 18 and then someone's 30 like people are very judgy and then they will just pick the 30 year old because they're going to automatically assume oh that person's older and they have more experience when a lot of times people i I'm not trying to like sound like I'm so I mean I I'm just confident but like I just feel like it is a discrimination thing with age. There's a there's a lot of that here in the US. So I just think that's why and honestly like I mean for me personally I don't care say how old I am cuz I feel I feel like in my interview I'm showing you I'm qualified and I'm being and I'm being mature despite of what my age is because a lot of like times like a lot of jobs that I've worked in I, like, I worked in a bank, and I was 19 years old, um, and a lot of people, like, are shocked. Like, a lot of people, I remember I was in the bank working, and then people were, like, looking at me, like, really weird, because I also, like, look young, so people were, like, wondering, like, why I'm working this kind of job, you know yeah. what I mean? And I will get judged so much because of how I look. I mean, and I have then, baby uh, face, too. I definitely get that. Um, yeah. Someone once asked uh, if me and my brother are twins, and we're, like, four years apart, and I'm the older one. And uh, it, it was so weird. I'm like, I'm literally a teenager and he's literally not. What the hell? <laughs> so, oh, my yeah. gosh. That's crazy. But do you do you guys have, like, age discrimination over there? Uh, I think to a degree, yes. So, so it is the kind of situation where you go into a job interview and they're like, have this degree, be this old, and have this much experience. And if you go there freshly graduated, they will kind of, be like well we want you to be young but also have experience so there's definitely that but um but I think maybe not as much as in the U.S. so but but I think maybe it's just a a human thing to assume that someone who's older has more experience exactly and it's just also I mean it makes sense but also it's okay I feel like it's okay to think like that but it's just like acting on is the wrong thing you know what I mean yeah yeah um but yeah, I've never been to Europe before. I've always wanted to go, but you know, the world's falling apart. So not now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been actually all over the world. So that that's interesting. I've experienced awesome. a lot of cultures. Hmm? Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You guys are very adventurous people, I think. Well, yeah. And, and my dad's job kind of brought us all over the world. So um, my accent does come from the U S actually, I did live there for a bit, but it was only Really? Yeah. Where? Um, in Maryland. So, yeah. Okay. That that way. <laughs> so I did get a little oh. bit of glimpse into that, and it was it was it was kind of a reverse culture shock when we came back because 
because I was just used to the way the the way Americans did things in, in school and such. And it was such a strict environment that I was coming back to. And, and I felt like such an alien. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, that's, that's great. I probably would feel like that too, with the whole culture shock. I also feel like when I moved from Jersey to Florida, even though it's still the US, I feel like I got a culture shock because New Jersey and Florida are like two different worlds completely. Yeah, they, they do say that, though, that it, de- it depends on the state. So I thought I had the U.S. experience by living in one state, but of course, not oh, like no, that. No. <laughs> I think we also learned this year that the U.S. is like a different country in every state, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I got that when I was like learning about it because, yeah, I, I did do American studies at uni, so... <laughs> I love how you guys say uni. I love that. <laughs> yeah, when I at first, I had no idea what that meant until like I started making more friends from from Europe. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Got a YouTube friend, and he kept saying uni, and other people kept saying uni, and I'm like, what is uni? <laughs> yeah, you guys say college. It's <laughs> it's basically the same thing, and I never know what words to use yeah. in my titles because I definitely have the American accent, but like we say uni so I kind of speak weird sometimes because I won't say college I'll say uni but in this American accent so (laughs) I mean it makes sense because we call it university too so it just like makes sense uni university yeah so it's not really that like you know out of like the difference and such but um okay let's let's bring it let's bring the circle around again (laughs) I always do this okay yeah so we're talking about how it's so hard to like know if it's BPD or bipolar. Yeah. Um, did you? Yeah. Uh, do you t- do you like take medication for BPD? Yeah, yeah, I do. A lot of people think that there isn't medication for BPD, and that's kind of true. But it can be treated with medication. Like the mood swing side of it can be treated. Like I take a type of medication that stabilizes my mood, so and mm-hmm. it, it kind of reduces anxiety as well. Uh, I'm not sure it, what kind of it's it's not a BPD medication per se, but it works for my BPD. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thankful that that I got on this medication because before that, wow, you would not want to have met me then. <laughs> really? <laughs> what is like? Wait, when were you diagnosed? Like how? Uh, I was you? 20, and and I, I honestly thought it was like depression and anxiety and then I met people who also had mental health issues and they were like depression anxiety that's that's like the basics what else you got and that and then when I when I left the the hospital I was like hey guys I got another diagnosis not just depression and anxiety anymore so there's that I feel like I feel like um honestly though I mean obviously not everyone has like generalized anxiety because everyone's yeah. different but I know, like, in this world that we live in, everybody has, like, some type of, like, abnormal anxiety in their life, honestly. Yeah. And with depression, I mean, I – depression is, like – I actually wrote an article on Medium. I I write here and there. I haven't written, like, a, over a month, though, because I haven't been, like, inspired or anything like that. I really have any more stories to say about my trauma. <laughs> but um, I wrote an article – it's um, saying like depression is not sadness, which a lot of people get that yeah. mixed up is that people think oh, or depressed or just sad. It's like, no. And I put like, I wrote about like three different things. So it's like people, when people are sad, they're like, okay, they have a moment of being sad. They cry and then they get over it. And then people who 
are depressed can have like a life event for example like losing a job or like going through a breakup or or such then it's like they're depressed for like x amount of time and then they pull through but like depression is just like it's like part of our life yeah you know what i mean and and then it's just like it has like you know other symptoms and also can like hurt you physically and it's just not there's no cure for it and it's kind of like a feeling where you know you go through a breakup and you're depressed and it's kind of like a per it's like that's like a temporary feeling but like having depression is like permanent and then you just have to like just navigate through it you know yeah and and I think uh, there are definitely like uh, I think I read somewhere that there there's a difference between like situational depression which like maybe you have a life event that causes you to have depression for a while but then you recover Mm -hmm. and you never get depressed again in your life. And then there's people who fall into depression from time to time. And that's totally different. So that that's also something. And yeah, I I think I read somewhere that um, depression is not um, it's what was it like? Depression is the opposite of liveliness. I think that was that was something along the lines of that. And yeah, so it's not the opposite of happy. It's not sadness. It's 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 so much more complex than that. I was always very high functioning when I was depressed. Like I would like get a bunch of A's and everything at uni and people were like, what's, what the hell is your problem? And I'm like, I'm depressed, but I don't show it. So there's that. Yeah. And a lot of people like get that mixed up because it's like you basically, you know, like it's like a certain feeling, you know, when you're depressed, it's like really hard to explain. But if, I mean, it feels like a literally a weight on your yeah. brain. And it's like pushing you down to like, hey, like trying to push you into being exhausted. But then it's like you have to like go out and still do your day just like anybody else and just kind of like fake it till you make it. And it's crazy because like you really don't know like when you're out like in a grocery store, just out and about like you don't know if like people are going through that. It's such an invisible illness. And like that is why the stigma is so big is because they can't see it. And another thing too, I feel like it's such a problem with society is that when people don't understand things, they just they just literally put it to the side, like, no, it's not real because they don't want to try to understand it. And that's like the biggest problem with the stigma is because people, a lot of like human, like a lot of humans prefer the easy way with everything. And the easy way is to just say it doesn't exist. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like there's actually... A lot of, like, influencers and celebrities get a lot of backlash for that. Like, I don't know if you know who Dixie D'Amelio is. She's, like, big on TikTok. And she, her music is, like, well, she doesn't write her music, but basically her music is basically mm-hmm. saying she's depressed. <laughs> and it's kind of like a teeny bop, too, which, like, it's, it's, like, a catchy song, but also the lyrics is basically saying she's depressed. And then people are, like, wow, she's so depressed in her, like, million-dollar house for, like, her really hot boyfriend and how she became famous just because her sister and then people and then a lot of people in the comments were like agreeing with that but then a lot of people in the comments were like just because you're rich and famous doesn't mean that you, you can't yeah, have exactly. depression exactly i mean easier i mean yeah it's definitely nice to have easier life but if she has the illness like it's just literally money and fame is not gonna just like cure it yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah and then so people who are like you know so and a lot of people who commit suicide are like celeb not homeless I mean I don't know about you know actual like data and stuff like that but we always hear like all these celebrities who commit suicide that we didn't even know were going through like like for example like Kate Spade 
Like Shinri when she committed suicide? I no, I haven't, about that haven't heard. You know I heard Robin one? Williams, but that was a while ago. Um, yeah, Kate Spade, she's like a really famous designer, like one of those like um legends mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she, like I think she like hung herself or something like that. I don't know what she did. I mean that that that's not the that doesn't matter obviously. But she committed suicide and people were like in shock kind of thing. And it really woke up people. And it's just so sad how like a big celebrity has to commit suicide for people to like, oh yeah, it's real. You know what I mean? Or like someone who's like a close friend, like if they commit suicide, like, okay, now we actually have to start learning. And it's just like so sad that people are only going to like pay attention and like actually learn and take the time like only when like someone commits suicide. And like that's like the big problem too because they don't want they don't want to be bothered. Like so many people like just don't want to be bothered. And it's just like people are just like going to turn a blind eye until something and they're that they see as serious in their head. And obviously as humans, if if people commit suicide, that's a universal thing that's serious. Unless you're, like, a horrible human being and don't <laughs> yeah. care, you know what I mean? But, like, that's, like, something that we, like, can all agree on. Like, hey, that is serious. Because a lot of things in society is that some people may think things are serious. Um, Sorry, let me just re- reword everything. Um, Some people may think things are more serious than other things. So people prioritize things over other things. And that's just, like, how, like diverse and like how people's minds are like not everybody thinks the same way and that's I mean that's fine but it's just like at the end of the day we all agree that people committing suicide is a horrible thing um but so that's when like when people commit suicide and it's on the news that's where it's like okay yeah we actually like you know something something is wrong people are finally like okay something is definitely wrong here um actually in in my country we have very high um, suicide rates and a lot of people are alcoholic and and it's it's not really being talked about so uh, we, we just say that Hungarians are pessimistic but it's it's so much deeper than that but but we definitely have a culture where where we don't really we don't want really to talk about it it's it, like it, it's just not not a part of the conversation it's 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 like um um like sh- people think maybe that it's shameful or like awkward and let's just try to avoid it because that obviously works. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But when I grew up in, when I was in high school and like, I was like very emotional and like had my issues and such. Um, and then people were just like, like probably venting. Some people would, like just ignore my text messages, you know? And then like people would think I'm like an attention mm-hmm. seeker and people just thought I was annoying. And then now people today like me being super open on like you know instagram and just social media now people are coming to me and saying like that's so awesome what you're doing so it went for i mean that's not the same i'm gonna say it's the same actually kind of certain people um but that's that's not important important um but yeah it went from people just thinking like i'm super annoying looking for attention to people coming forward and saying that's really awesome what you're doing it's kind of like it's crazy how that changed yeah i I think i think people I always think that a lot of people feel like they don't have a voice. And if you're, you're one of the few that is brave enough to tell your story, then you should, because you should be that voice for the people who feel like they don't have one or aren't brave enough or don't, don't want Mm -hmm. to tell their stories because it's totally okay if someone doesn't want to, but when someone does, it is, it's so powerful. And a lot of people resonate with that. And that's honestly like, 
I don't know what I would have done if if it weren't for like the internet helping me find people who also deal, dealt with these stuff. And and I finally saw like I'm not crazy and I'm not just overly emotional because that was that was what I was always called. Like I'm I'm just hypersensitive, and it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, same here. Like, I feel like, honestly, I don't know how my life would be if I, we didn't have the internet. Because right now, the internet is, like, my life. Well, I'm going to say my life. I don't want to say it like that because that sounds horrible. But I'm basically trying to make a living off social media, like, what I'm doing. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just do, like, the idea of, like, meeting people from all over the place. Because I feel like in my hometown, I was kind of, like, the odd one. I'm, like, the odd one out. Uh, which is like another reason why I left New Jersey is because I am the odd one now. And here in Florida, I am like what I do. I work for like for Disney. So people who work for Disney are from all over the place. Like working for this company, it's not like working for any company. You're not just working with like you're not like working at your local like I don't know grocery store or bank or whatever. And everyone is from your from your area. Like working for Disney is like people from literally like all over the place like my roommate she's from nebraska and she works for disney and like my co oh, right now technically my co-workers two of them that i'm really close with are from Germany, yeah. which is a fun fact um and then like my other roommate she is from taiwan i mean she just recently moved at- back but that was because like the whole thing with like furloughed and she couldn't yeah that whole thing with yeah. with you know COVID and stuff so she moved back to her country um but now I have a roommate from Wisconsin so it's like it's really cool to like it, it's you know so weird that you think that all over the world like, is like basically in your country because like for us like meeting another Hungarian well, is like not not, I mean. not a big deal <laughs> but, but but we're such a small country yeah I get yeah I get what you're saying um I mean right now I'm not meeting many internationals just because they're because of COVID and the pandemic they're not here they're all back in their countries um because we have like an international program for Disney but like they're not doing any programs right now because of the pandemic so right now I'm kind of limited to like you know just the U.S. kind of thing but when I did the college program I well I met people from like from who went who were in France Italy Spain um I had like we had like these classes for the college program like we can take some college classes and I did like a um I did we had to do like a certain assignments and it was like a report or whatever and then it was like five of us and we all had to have like each have like a like a role in the actual project and then when we were trying to figure out like who's gonna be like the proofreader right people all looked at me and I was like why are you guys all volunteering me in my head I'm just like why me and they're like, because you're the only one whose first <laughs> language is English. And I was like, oh. Right, <laughs> right. I'm American. I'm the only one. <laughs> I was the only, yeah, I was the only one who had English as the first language to like, you know, like what, what the whole MLA format and APA format. And yeah, so in my, in my group, we had two people from France. We had a person from Denmark, Honduras. Um, actually, no, I guess it was just four people and I was the fifth person. And yeah, we ended up getting like an A on the paper, which was really cool. And it was like, it was a long paper, but it was like really cool just having like all of us collaborate yeah. on it. And it's great. And it's, that's why I love how we had those classes because it put us in a position where we have to learn how to like collaborate for people. Yeah, with I think it's backgrounds. important because 
And a lot of people don't see any other culture outside of their own, and they have no idea how other people live. And, exactly. And it's just, like, also being super open-minded, too. And I always, like, say, like, if people have the opportunity that they can travel, like, do it. Like, I don't understand how there's some people in this world who are totally okay with, like, just being in their, like, their hometown for Like, you know, just, like, not exploring. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, everyone's different, of course. But for me personally, if I'm not, like, traveling or doing things, I'm just, it just kind of puts me in a dark place because I'm the kind of person where, like, I need to learn new things. Like, I need to, I, I can never yeah, settle. Yeah, I, I love you know to travel. I mean? So uh, I was definitely planning on doing some traveling this summer. But, yeah, that all went up in smoke. But maybe sometime soon. Okay. Yeah, maybe, like, next summer. I, I mean, right now I, I think it's good that we are, we are now, like, starting to see the light. I mean, right here in the U.S., it's still really bad <laughs> with COVID and such. Um, um, what about you? I I don't know. I I think it's 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 not that bad, but it's not great either. So it's like somewhere in the middle. Um, the population isn't getting vaccinated yet, but it's on the horizon. So maybe soon. So we're starting on moving in the right direction, I think. But. Yeah, not not the worst, but also not the best is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, the U- the U.S. is like very. I feel like it could be better if people would be on the same yeah. page. If you know yeah, what I, I mean, it's especially difficult because not. you have all these states and everyone has a different opinion, and it's like exactly. And they made this whole political. Yeah. yeah. And the U.S. made it just all political. And it was also like this is ha- what was happening during election year. So it yeah, I, I like I'm hearing worse. things that are happening. And like like my dad is in the U.S. right now. He's, he's coming home soon. But but he was he was he was um, actually in D.C. when when everything went down. And he was like, it's, it's so, so weird. But he's OK. Oh, but but it, it was just it's, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm here. And like, I can't believe it. Like, is this the same U.S. that I lived in? Like, it seems like. When did you live in the U.S.? Um, 2007 to 2009. Yeah. That's why. That's why. There you go. No, from 2016 to now, yeah, the U.S. Yeah. has been a shit That's show. That's true. Literally. That's what it is. I'm hoping it's better now. I mean, right now, it's still in the stages where it still kind of is just because people are mad that in, like, you know, Trump didn't win kind of thing. So people are getting really angry about it um for me I'm so glad he didn't win (laughs) for me I'm happy and you know what's crazy this is completely like irrelevant to like what we're supposed to be talking about but I literally just like I have a bad habit of bringing politics into my podcast and I probably should stop (laughs) doing that but I'm gonna do it anyway um but I just like discovered that in June that Trump made it legal for hospitals to turn away oh no I did not know this. I saw this and I was because I because basically I was seeing like what Biden was doing and Biden reversed that. So when I saw that what, what he was doing on his first day and I saw he reversed that and I was like, wait, it was illegal at one point. So I, I did a bunch of like research and Googling and apparently, yeah, like recently in June, like this past June, Trump made it legal for hospitals to discriminate. Against I heard something LGBT about community. this that that he like um, took back laws that were supposed to protect the LGBT community and I was like why are we moving backwards <laughs> like yeah no that's a lot that's what I was saying that a lot of people were saying that like 
we're yeah. literally reversing everything. And then people are saying, like, this is a good, this is him making America great again, just really just going back in history. And I like when I heard that with the with the whole reversing, I'm like, that just goes against like a right to help. Exactly. Like, you know and what like, I mean? like what ha- what happened to gay, equality like- for everyone and all men are created equal? Like it's literally <laughs> in the <laughs> Yeah. And then and then when that happened, when he re- when as soon as Biden reversed it, literally so many people Aww. came out of the closet. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> it's crazy. And then, like, yeah, I, I really had, like, jo- actually, JoJo Siwa cool. went in the closet recently. I, I love that people are being more more open yeah, about sure. these things because it's so important to have representation and not just representation, but good representation. It's so important. Yeah. And I also did some, like, Googling, um, like, a while ago. Just curious and see, like, how mental health is being, like, funded in the U.S. and such. And I was, like, I don't remember the numbers, but when I was searching, literally, like, the amount that was being, like, given from the government for mental health is so freaking low. And it was so ridiculously low. And then I, like, looked up, like, how much they're putting towards, like, the the whole military and, like, wars and stuff like that. And they're pulling, they're putting billions and billions and billions and yeah, billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, mental health is never a priority. Um, but I do have to say that I'm lucky that we have universal health care because, yeah, um, yeah, my, my, my dad fell off his bike when he was in the U.S. And he was, like, talking to me about what kind of bills he got from the hospitals. I was holding my head, like, what? How is this possible? And <laughs> it's it, uh, that, that you pay for different injuries and like what (laughs) yeah when I had my appendix I had appendicitis and when I had my surgery um if I didn't have health insurance oh my god that's crazy um just thinking back to how many times I was in the hospital um like I don't know I'd be broke (laughs) by now yeah no I did I was in the hospital a lot too but I it's like really interesting. So like in New Jersey, I was on when I was 19, I was able to like be independent for getting health insurance. So at the time when I was applying, I at the, I only had like a part time job. So I wasn't making a lot of money. But I mean, I was living like at home with my family. So I didn't like need the money. So but the government looked as looked at me as poor. So they gave me free health insurance, which was really nice. And then when I moved to Florida, I applied for the same health insurance, but they denied me there. So it's like they accepted me in, in New so Jersey, weird. but they denied me in Florida. And like, that's just how apparently our government things, works. Some things are so strange. Like when I first heard about the healthcare situation in the U.S., I was like, isn't this like a developed country? <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, healthcare is so complicated here in the U.S. And I don't know. I just feel like I mean I pay for therapy too, so the mental health bit isn't the best, but like I at least I don't have to pay for the rest. Yeah, I mean I luckily I have really good health insurance with Disney. So like for therapy I get like X amount of visits for free that the company pays for, which is really nice. And then like psychiatry, I pay like twenty dollars a visit, which isn't horrible. If it was after if it was without health insurance oh it would have been two hundred dollars oh my god that, that's like how much i pay for a month yeah that, that's crazy yeah it's oh well, yeah i mean i have i have it once a month for psychiatry um and then that therapy is different but no yeah sometimes i just like literally see these like 
I'm trying to think like if I didn't have health insurance and I really need my mental health, like I need mental health treatment. And then I, I go and I just get these bills. I'm just yeah. going to get more sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just going to like put me in more stress. Yeah. And it's just gonna I, mean, I mean, here, if you want to get therapy, it's not impossible, but you definitely can get it once a week. Maybe you, if you're lucky, you can get in once every two weeks for like 20 minutes, but more like um, maybe 20 minutes a month. So, so if you, if you want intense therapy, mm-hmm. then you have to pay for it. You have to be rich or at least willing to, work for that to be able to pay for that but yeah it's crazy you have to have you have to have yeah and and to to be mentally stable you have to have a lot of money pretty much it's crazy and like I said I'm just very grateful in the position that I'm in because I know people who don't have what I have and they are not getting any help and they are struggling and or they're getting help and they're just paying ridiculous amount of money to get somewhere and it's like majority of their paycheck is like going towards that and it's literally like the bare minimum like it's like keeping ourselves alive like not yeah to yeah it's so important and, and it's like not supported at all uh i i'm i'm also very lucky because because i can finance therapy and i do get help um from home if i need it but uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's so sad that a lot of people like just don't have the money for that and it it's it is literally the bare minimum for a lot of people and if you don't get treatment, it, it can definitely get worse very fast. Yeah. And then there's also people out there who um, are still today don't know they have a mental illness. Oh, yeah. Or just kind of turning yeah. a blind eye about it. And I do know, like, I did talk about this in, like, the Zoom meeting, how people um, are, like, now just, like, coming out that they have a mental health issue. And... Like, I just, I really, I mean, I honestly, I guess for me, like, I came out with having mental health issues when I was 17. Um, I mean, like, more like diagnosed and everything. And then I know people are. I think that's actually relatively early. Because a lot of people get diagnosed way later. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, oh, well, yeah. I also kind of had an episode. So my parents, like, <laughs> yep, you're getting help, sis. <laughs> but you know what I mean um so that's kind of was like that was when because I had an episode so it's it feel like it's like people it's kind of sad thinking like okay people need to have an episode to like know they have something wrong with them and that's what I hear from a lot of people who realize when I when I talk to people like when they were diagnosed it usually typically yeah. starts yeah. when they like have an episode and they're like they're like oh wait I should probably not yeah. want to die every day you know what I mean like there's something wrong. I'm having these thoughts. So they're like suicide. <laughs> I, 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 ugh, words. Okay, whatever. I D. It's like one of those words where it's just like I'm like yeah yeah. Tongue, I, like, I, I can't get say that, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So it's just like I kind of I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that people when they like listen to this podcast and when they like you know watch YouTube videos or just like you know follow instagrams and they talk about it that they would feel like they can step forward and that it's being normalized like that's a big thing with like my podcast is that i want people to know that this can be a conversation that is completely casual normal and it shouldn't be like something that yeah scared it to should talk be about. you know it what i mean be. it's just like normal. 
Yeah, and that's a big thing, like, why I want to have this, like, as a very casual kind of podcast, which is is kind of all over the place, but it's just kind of just giving an example that this is completely fine to have a conversation like this, and if people, like, you know, want to reach out, like, my team is always open, we'll have this conversation, and it's just, well, yeah. So, and then also just, like, you know, showing everybody how much of a badass people are, and I just love bringing different people in this podcast and just kind of like everyone's story is different so I think it's very valuable to hear a lot of stories exactly yeah no definitely um okay wow we are going and I think we spend most of the time talking about (laughs) cultural differences in politics (laughs) I know (laughs) yeah yeah, Yeah. just a little bit of mental health in there (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's in a way it's kind of relevant. I mean, I'm sure when I listen to it, it make, it'll make sense. Yeah. We kind of go a lot of back and forth with mental health. Um, but we did talk about, like, cultural differences um, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. with mental health as well. Like, differences, yeah. I think we touched on some yeah, I agree. valuable stuff here. So, yeah, I mean, if they... They could always leave a review on Apple I podcast. hope so. I'm going to be so nervous, like, looking at it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, people are actually listening to me talk. That's so exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. Yeah. No, it's it's super it's super fun. It's, like, a great way for people to, like, you know. Yeah. Hear yeah, I, I voice, love listening like, to podcasts you know myself, I mean? so I guess. Yeah. Definitely. So before we do close on this podcast, is there anything you want to say? Um, maybe that um, me, even though living with BPD is hard and living with mental health issues in general is hard, it, it does get better. And I know that sounds kind of cliche, but recovery is possible and you will be able to handle your episodes better in time if you do accept help and that taking medication mm-hmm. is always okay. And I always say that um, medication is like a tool. It's not the solution, but it will help you get, get, get there through therapy and medication. It can help you get to the point where, where your life doesn't feel that hard anymore. So, yeah, I, I think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely, like, with experience is a big part, too. Just, like, understanding your disorder and, like, how to navigate through. And then each year, I mean, obviously, each year is easier because, obviously, there will be some setbacks. But, like, you just start, like, learning how to, you know, cope and and such. But, yeah, I do appreciate you being on here. And I really hope everyone would enjoy this episode. And I hope that everyone has a great Thank day. you so and much. I loved having this again talk for with you. being on here. And love meeting you and everything. And thank you everyone who listened. <laughs>